Welcome back to the Wolf of Queen Street podcast series. Welcome back to the audio podcast or the YouTube series if you joined us today. Today I'm joined by Joseph Rubelli, a digital content creator, a marketing expert, and also the host of a, a Cup of Joe podcast and TV series. Joseph is someone I've been watching the last few months and his content, his videos, and his flavor and his style on Instagram is something that's caught my eye and it's amazing to see what he's doing. He's got a massive um, Instagram following. I think it's about 45,000 followers. His engagement level on his posts are through the roof. We just spoke about it off air that some of his small clips get anywhere between 4,000, 6,000 to 8,000 views on a post. And it's something that's amazing to see by keeping true to himself and adding his flavor that is true to himself to show out in the market that if you're honest, true, and you stand behind your message, you'll get a success. Welcome to the show, Joseph. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your show because I watch, I listen to it all the time and I watch on YouTube as well. So I was really excited about it. Thank you. That's awesome. It's, uh, sometimes it's really nice getting, you know, someone on the show that's seen a bit of the content and what, uh, what I'm trying to do as well. And like I said, um, Joseph's got his own podcast series, which he's now produced and he's pushing over to a YouTube series channel as well about giving um, content away, how to grow. And I mean, one of the latest videos you did at the moment, and it's one of the sort of the biggest questions in anyone in the social media world is hashtags. What is happening in the hashtag world? How do we understand it? How do we change it? And it's something, you know, it's so challenging to anyone in the content media space or social media space, because depending on which platform you go onto it, it, it evolves every couple of months, every couple of weeks, and if every, you day. every couple of days, right? <laughs> and if you go from LinkedIn to Instagram, you know, the same hashtags can't be used across both platforms. So I find it quite a challenging oh, space crazy. to be into. What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, hashtag took me around um, probably three years to work out um, <laughs> how they work yeah. and what's the best way to do that. And, you know, as you said, they do change each and every day. So um, it is really challenging. I always say to people, um, just keep watching what I post about hashtags because my video could be not relatable to um, from a month a month from now, it might mm -hmm. not be working as you yep. should work because they change all the time. So yeah, hashtag has been a huge request from my audience. They asked me a lot of content about it. So um, the way I did it right now, I did some, what I call content strategy slides, which you can find on my Instagram, uh, mm -hmm. at Joseph Rebellion. This is where you have um, all my slides where you can learn and kind of have more of a visual um, learning page. And then you have the videos on YouTube on a Capital Joe TV, which I dive mm -hmm. into the topic a little bit more. And I will be having a whole session of hashtag strategy that you can download from my email list super soon, which will be even more updated. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I kind of try to repurpose the content in a way that is more updated and, you know, up to date, if you will, um, through the algorithm changes of mm -hmm. Instagram craziness. <laughs> But yeah, as you said, it's true because it goes differently from each and every platform. So TikTok works differently from Instagram and as yeah. well as LinkedIn. So it's all crazy. But yeah. I know. It was, I, was, I was talking to some of the people in our network circles. Funny enough, some people that's actually in both our network circles as we, uh, we got some, some friends within the social media world. 
And yeah. just for a second, and anyone that's watching the video, my head is turning because I've got a goddamn fucking fly that is landing on my forehead every time I'm trying to say a word at the moment. I'm like, and I'm going to smack it. <laughs> so excuse, just, excuse, just excuse anyone that's watching me and seeing my head turning the whole time. This thing's going to get a smack. But anyway, sorry, get back to <laughs> I thought it was me putting my, putting my hands in front of my mouth and you couldn't hear me because I was just like, okay, maybe I don't have to do <laughs> <laughs> this. People, this is what happens when you record a podcast. Or it's, it's raw. Um, sitting here, it's the first time it's happened to me. There's a stupid bug flying around me. But anyway, let's get back to it. So talking about um, having people um, within our networks and talking about the challenges and so forth about hashtag and understanding how to build content. And, you know, Sometimes you go and say, okay, I'm going to use something that's very popular on social media. So irrespective of if it's hashtagging or a style, I'm going to use something that's very popular. But people don't realize as well and forget about it sometimes, even though it could be popular, if you're not big enough or you don't have enough following behind you, it doesn't make a difference anyway. You've got to, you've got to be able to knock. You've got to sort of knock on the door, but be able to knock on the door loud enough that everyone that's sitting behind it can actually hear because. I can do the exact same thing with my following, which is about 1% of what Joseph's following is, and we'll get totally different results because of the level yeah. of engagement of people back. But that's the exciting part of it as well. I think people mm. focus too much on the metrics. Yep. And, you know, um, I've been having um, a growth, which uh, has been really quick um, throughout two years. And I've been lucky because mm-hmm. um, I think part of my growth started when I was working as an influencer. Uh, because I was doing more influencer collaboration. I was doing loads of content creation for brands. And that's how, you know, I come from a corporate background. I used to work for a beauty brand and I used to be in charge of business development and account management for UK and Middle East because I am based in London. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to open new opportunity for um, the company I was working for in two different markets. Um, And my background is in marketing as well as sales. So obviously sales is the kind of end side of marketing. It's like you do marketing correctly in line to sales. So coming from sale and going backwards, if you will, it's kind of a reverse engineer because you need to understand sales is people come to you because they have a problem and they want to buy something to solve it. I always say when it comes to sales, there is a, um, I have a three steps to explain it to my um, clients. And it's like, people uh, don't know that they have a problem and they don't know how to solve it. And that's step one for you. Yep. Then you have step two, which is people, uh, they know they have a problem, but they don't know how to solve it. And step three is people, they know they have a problem. They know how to solve it, but they don't know who to buy it from. And this is where marketing works. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, marketing makes you understand what options you have when it comes to the problem that you're trying to solve. And marketing helps you to really sometimes understand that you might not know that you needed this. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly the same with social media. Um, social media, people think um, it's kind of like another place to advertise your promotion. Mm-hmm. But that's your e-commerce for you. You don't really want to advertise. Uh, of course, you advertise what you sell it on social media, and that's obvious. But um, you don't want to just advertise because people will feel like they just feel like they're just being um, pushed with lots of yep. spam and sold. Exactly. So you kind of want to do the storytelling side, which is kind of my expertise. I am uh, a business coach uh, focused on social media and um, personal branding. So... Um, Obviously, I I did all of it myself before because um, coming from a corporate uh, background and then 
going into content creation and become an influencer was kind of crazy because my job before allowed me to connect with lots of influencers and to really understand how this whole influencer thing work. And I was just like, I love fashion, I love photography and I love traveling. And I think this is something that I could really do as a job, but where do I start? How does it work? I mean, do I really have to show everything? I'm not really comfortable to do that. And, you know, it worked until a certain extent because I was working, I picked my niche, which was travel because I always loved traveling and I was doing lots of content when I was traveling and it wasn't really with a purpose to just put it on Instagram. It's just because I generally like photography and videography is always something that I've been doing ever since I was a teenager. And, you know, I come from um, a teenager time where there was no social media. So, um, so obviously that's different now. And I am really grateful that I didn't have social media at the time because I think now it's a little out of hand, especially for, I I actually do a mentorship in a school uh, to teach to teenagers how to use social media strategically and properly to not um, kind of affect your self-esteem, which is something that I really care about because I'm all about um, working against cyberbullying because I think it's a huge problem, especially for the new generation. And, you know, and when it comes to content creation, I build my community because I was posting lots of travel in Europe and my audience is mainly in the US. Um, and I have lots of people in Australia, uh, quite a few people in Turkey and Middle East as well, obviously, yep. because of my previous job. So it's, I have a little bit in the UK, but not much. In the UK, the influencer marketing um, strategy in business is not really understood and it's not really been is not really taken to the degree that it should be. And they think that you have to be off a reality show to be an influencer. So I just decided to not associate myself to that because I'm not like that. I am someone that um, I love, I love doing good content and really kind of create something that is um, purposeful. And this is where I decided to actually um, practice what I preach in a sense that I decided to teach to new entrepreneurs, new content creators, new coaches, how to really uh, up-level their businesses online, how to really come from a place of clarity when it comes to social media, because it is really overwhelming and it constantly is changing, as we mentioned before. And it is one of those places that you have to kind of have your head for it. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody. Yep. And not everybody, and this is something I want to say, um, people feel, I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine, and it was like, but well, you need to show everything. Well, working on social media doesn't mean that you have to show your whole life because guess what? People are not actually interested about that. <laughs> <laughs> they are interested on the problem that you have to solve. And if showing your life makes you more real, that's great. I mean, I like, I am very comfortable uh, in front of a camera when I speak on stories. I tend to do not many stories throughout the day, but stories that are meaningful. So Mm -hmm. I I would pick a topic throughout the day and kind of, you know. um, Focus around that for the day. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't show how my house is right now (laughs) that I'm moving to the US, which is a total mess. (laughs) Or like, I don't show that I'm sleeping on the floor for the last 10 days (laughs) because I don't have a bed anymore, you know. Because you really don't care about that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you want to show something that is relatable to who follows you. And who follows you, you are the only person that knows. Yeah. So sometimes people say to me, okay, but what do I need to post? And we're like, well, I don't know who your audience is. We can yeah. work out together where, where yours is from, what they like. And sometimes I feel like people don't really ask very much to people. And 
Like I had a conversation with one of my clients yesterday and he has a YouTube channel with mm -hmm. over 3,000 subscribers, uh, which is pretty good. Yep. Um, so he was like, I said to him, you have a great channel, you have the subscribers, but you don't have the structure. I said, what yep. do you mean? I said, you never ask your uh, subscriber to subscribe, essentially. You don't never ask for a call to action to say the comment below, to reshare it. And his answer was like, well, but they never do it. And I was like, yeah, but because you don't ask them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, and, you know, there is the seven points rule, which I wanted to share with you today. And it's basically about saying and repurposing the same message seven times before yep. people even take an action on it. And this is something that is coming up for me when it comes to content creation. People expect to sell on Instagram stories straight away, to sell on Instagram straight away, to kind of have that quick snap of a finger i mean I, it, it is social media but it's not a miracle <laughs> so with the, with those with those seven steps is that across the same platform or is it uh, across multiple platforms but the same message so the audience hears it in different places or do you go seven different ways or continuous ways for example just across instagram and you keep dropping that that one liner and going call to action call to action call to action or do you do it a few times across instagram a few times across youtube in in that package of seven that you spoke about? That is actually a very good question because um, this is something that I feel um, is really important to share. Now, each and every one of us learn in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So you might be someone really into YouTube and you will have to fix a phone tree in your house. You will go to a how-to video on YouTube yeah. and you look a video and then you learn. And that's one way of learning. Or you might go to a blog and read about it. Mm -hmm. Or you might go on Instagram look for the hashtag and kind of look for a solution there and an IGTV or something. Yeah. So um, when I started YouTube a couple of weeks ago, I decided, I was just like, well, loads of the topics I'm going to be talking about, I already covered them on YouTube. So I kind of started to have a little, a little bit of a limiting belief myself and say, oh, you know, uh, maybe my community will be bored. Or maybe yep. they've already seen that. And then I kind of switched my mindset and I said, well, actually, this is a different perspective because I'm diving into the topic even more. Mm -hmm. And people might not really understand it on a visual picture, but they might understand it on a video. Correct. And guess what? People on YouTube are not your audience yet because they might not be on Instagram. So what I mean by that, you can repurpose the same content in different ways and you can kind of like uh, show a different perspective on it. Um, in different platform so for example let's say on instagram instagram it's a very visual place right correct which is why i always say to people you can't build a following based on motivational quotes it's not going to mm. work uh because people want to see a face yeah it's a visual place it was originally started to be kind of a photo album this is why obviously anything that has a person in it it's more um relatable which is why every single content strategy slide that i post my first slide is always with a picture of me because i don't do that because i'm full of myself i do it because i know that content will be more personal to the Correct. person and you know it's kind of like on youtube is the same right you're youtube is kind of a fast place you don't want the video to be too long i see video of an hour and i don't know about you i don't watch an hour on youtube i don't have time <laughs> so i yeah. try to keep it because people then lose the point and mm -hmm. you know and my audience on my podcast is not my audience on instagram and my audience on instagram is not my audience on youtube and this is the great part of it because of course there is some driving from one another traffic driving it's important and then obviously i have quite a big following on Instagram and the conversion on YouTube is not as much as you think it might yeah. be because it's different. And 
the problem with Instagram, with any social media, they never going to make driving traffic from a platform to another one easy for you because Mm -hmm. their whole job is to keep you in the platform as much as they can. This is why they came out with a GTV. A GTV works really well if you're someone that wants to do a series of training about something or a tutorial about something. A GTV is kind of following the same pattern that YouTube follow at the very beginning. And this is where... You know, there was a very interesting article about this and they're going to start to monetize GTV super soon. Mm-hmm. And this is huge. Um, because they're going to try, so they're going to try, they're going to try and keep everyone in Instagram. So at the moment is obviously there's the straight competitive, but there was, you know, from everything you're saying at the moment, there's a couple of pointers I just want to bring, bring back to, and you're saying and to anyone that's listening at the moment, and this is true in social media or in business. We're talking about Instagram um, at the moment and YouTube. So Joseph's got a massive following on the Instagram. Like I said, it could be 40, 45,000 followers around that space as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to have the same amount of following when he goes into YouTube and it's going to be the exact same people, right? So as much as you've got a successful niche in business in this space, when you go to another area, it doesn't mean they're actually going to draw across because the people that are using Instagram might not be the people that are using YouTube. And we've got to remember that when we are building the content or we're pushing the content that we can't push a single vanilla flavor across multiple platforms that are going to have different customers. On uh, YouTube, um, depending on how all your videos are trending, um, you might just be seen by randomly scrolling on the side and it pops up on the side compared to on Instagram and using on the hashtags. So you have that whole different flavor. And YouTube... As anyone that knows with YouTube, you go down a deep, dark hole. You go to YouTube for a how-to video, and two hours later, you're watching fucking cat videos. Um, it's just a tip. <laughs> it's it's a typical word of YouTube, right? Instagram, so Instagram, not as much. Not as much as I, I find myself not going down a hole as much with Instagram. I think it's more you find yourself more closer to your niche space. But YouTube has it, yeah. so that's why sometimes you totally get a different audience and crowd. Because someone found your video starting two hours beforehand in a total different niche in that. So it's something we've got to realize and understand when we're delivering that across the business. Although, I have to say, you can really go into a scrolling hole on Instagram. End up scrolling for an hour and you don't realize you do that, which is why I decided to actually create a little tutorial on how to spend your time effectively on social media. Um, and you can find it on my page and I will do a YouTube video about it as well. Um, because it's, you really want to go into a place where you create before you consume. Um, so... Um, social media, as you said, YouTube is the place where you end up going into a playlist of someone, a channel and watch thousands of videos of it. And the difference between YouTube and Instagram, YouTube is not actually a social media. YouTube is a um, search engine optimization because obviously it's uh, owned by Google. Yeah. And because it's owned by Google, you, um, you normally will go to YouTube as a way to, again, we go back to repurposing content, which is when you go on Google to look for something and then they will give you a YouTube channel because you might be someone uh, based on the algorithm, on the way yeah. you operate on the platform. They will show you that actually you are more likely to watch a video than read a blog. Yep. So it's the same um, point for that. And I think uh, you go into this process of just uh, looking at content and looking at content and looking at content. And then you feel drained 
you feel burnout, mm -hmm. you feel so uh, overwhelmed, and the comparison moment starts because you say, okay, this person has over a million followers, I have like 600. Why this is not working? Yep. How am I better than this person is? Mm -hmm. Or where my content is going to be fine um, compared to this person that has such a following? And social media is all about comparison, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and this is where you want to be uh, clever with it because you really want to go into the scrolling moment just when you feel like you are mentally ready for it. And mm. that is not every day. We are not uh, mentally prepared every day to just consume content. I believe that. I don't do content scrolling very often. I just do especially, especially depending on what your niche is as well. So, um, as you're saying, going through, if I'm coming through and I, just want, and I follow people that are traveling and so forth, and, uh, and I've got a strong will, I can do that. But if I'm following people because I want to travel, and I'm stuck at home on a shitty job with shitty pay, as uh, Joseph was saying, and I scroll through for hours and hours of, you know, guys hiring Ferraris and sitting on the beach to look cool and people hiring hotel rooms or, or, and so forth and putting up some sometimes real photos, but majority of the time, unfortunately, in a lot of that industry, um, fake photos, it's not going to make me feel, it's not going to make me feel good or better about myself because, uh, it might give me a bit of a motivation, but a lot of people struggle with it because they're going, you know, how do I get there? How do I live? I'm living my life through their photos and it, it, it pushes that boundary sometimes. You know, it's like I call them um, talking about who you follow. Mm -hmm. um, there is a very interesting point on here because you can follow content creator because yep. you love what they do as a content, but you can follow what I call life casters. People mm. that follow you follow just because they have an amazing life and you know you're not gonna get that life straight away but yeah. you just dream about it and this is what affects your mental health on my opinion mm -hmm. because social media definitely makes you compare yourself more even if you are not someone that compares yourself yeah. very often but on social media you will go into that mindset or it gives you anxiety if it's related to your business because you see people going on and on and on and on mm -hmm. and you are like perhaps stuck to not get the engagement that you would like to get, or you don't get the amount of likes that you would like to get, or you don't get the clients that you would yep. like to get. So it really is a matter of balance and kind of learning. And I did such a huge work on myself mm -hmm. in the last uh, year on working on how much time I spend on social media. And I tend to really be careful about that right now. Um, sometimes I do actually, I cancel the app for yep. two days. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And it, by the way, guys, you need to try it, especially if your Instagram doesn't work, just cancel the app and reboot it again. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> like my Instagram, I don't know yours, but my one doesn't make me do more than three stories right now, which is really annoying because I already speak a lot and I yep. cannot fix it in three stories. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some catches I've seen lately with it. I don't know if I need to do the same with mine. Just loading up yeah. some content and it just doesn't like it and shits itself. So it's like, okay, let's restart. Well, the best one is when they when I post a picture, it disappears and then it comes back. <laughs> that was the best thing that happened to me. That was like I think a month ago. There mm -hmm. was this particular content strategy that I was posting. And it was about email marketing. I was teaching yeah. email marketing. And it will not go. Like literally, Instagram will not allow. I would get 20 likes, which yeah. is fine. 
because my audience tends to pick up my content later on because I obviously am based in the UK mm-hmm. and they are mostly based in the US. So that's normal. And then the picture will disappear. And then I will post a uh, tap here on my story uh, where people can drive traffic into my feed. And they were like, oh, but there's no picture. So I know, what can I do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, talking about driving traffic from a platform to the other, as we mentioned before, where you are, you know, expecting to get the same audience uh, mm-hmm. to come from Instagram. This is something that really, really shocked me when yep. I uh, came out of Instagram the first yep. time. When I launched my podcast last year, Capo Joe, um, I was expecting loads of people to go into the uh, podcast straight away from Instagram. But actually, I realized that there was so much more work to do because there was all the SEO to really get in place and get people to find your podcast. And it isn't really automatic as I thought it was going to be (laughs) because anything that... um, but, you know, I was really excited about that because I was like, yes, this is something different. Yeah. And now I don't have the fear of starting a new platform anymore like I used to. Because, you know, you are in your comfort zone on Instagram. You have your audience. People like you. The people like what you do. And as soon as you go out, you need to start all over again. Yeah. Um, and last year, after doing lots of research, I was like, actually, more than 10% of my community goes on my podcast. So that actually is not bad. Yeah. So, um and then I started to build a new, a new community there, which was great. And I really advise everyone to not get stuck too much on the numbers. Because yep. the numbers don't really mean anything, especially in this day and age. Um, Instagram algorithm is really promoting um, human conversation. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> so like, it's kind of like uh, they are promoting all the content, the people that will... Um, go into a proper conversation. Yep. Like we don't want to see emoji or like, love this, you're awesome. And maybe you have a picture where you just post a quote. And yep. You know what I mean? All like this automation drives me nuts. But yeah. Um, yeah when so, you post a sticker on story. Yeah, so pretty, much, so pretty much an Instagram at the moment for anyone around that. It's um, just as a little hack. It's If you want to make it that the comments that you're doing or the people that are driving the comments to you are anything that's more than six words is what Instagram recognizes an actual uh, actual message or communication. Anything less than six words, uh, six words Instagram starts wondering if it's a bot, driven by a bot, because a lot of those channels or services that you can buy that does comments and likes for you, there's not that many left because Instagram has shut a lot of them down, but they will come in and they do two or three word, hey, this is awesome, love it, like it, emojis and stuff, and that's where Instagram recognizes those bots. So if you've got a friend out there that the whole time gives you just a thumbs up or an emoji, um, he's actually hurting your brand more than benefiting your brand in that sense. Yeah. And this is, you know, brings me to a point that I think lots of people, this is something I ask to my clients all the time when we start working together on coaching. And I was yep. like, I want to grow my social media. Awesome. Why? Is it because you are... Um, building a personal brand? Is yep. it because you have a business around the corner that you're thinking to launch, so you want to kind of build an audience for them selling it? Or is it just for your ego? Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely fine. Yep. I mean, it's not an issue. Uh, people want to feel better about themselves. There's nothing wrong about that. However, it's really about where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. And when people start on you know, a business, especially online these days, um, it's kind of like, a, this is what I try to walk my clients to. And it's like, 
start the reverse engineer. Think about the end result mm -hmm. and then go backwards in the way to achieve it. Yep. So think about what do you want to get to and then use the strategy and the tools that we have in this day and age, which are so many, to really get to that goal. It is about creating a business. Is it about uh, building a community? Is it about building a community that then could link to a business? Correct. And, you know, I teach all of it. And, but it's really about getting the right mindsets and the right frame to it. Because um, I feel like lots of time we get our ego to go against our business model. <laughs> so, Correct. And, uh, but, and, that's, and that's where a lot of times um, Tenuan as well is that's where a mentor comes in. That's where, you know, so a lot of times uh, most of the people that I've had on my show, even like Joseph himself, um, has got customers and helps with the content media. That's where you go and you go and you speak to someone that actually mentors you through the process because I have to have mentors. I speak to mentors themselves and, and I try to mentor other people as well because, as you said, sometimes your emotions come in and you need someone on the outside and going, hey, pull your head in. That's enough of that shit. Um, that emotion is not going to be successful for your brand. It's actually going to be detrimental. This is the way to follow as the correct strategy and the best model for what your niche is. Um, and just having to pay attention to it. And it's, it's a challenge everyone goes through. And I, and I enjoy what you said at the moment about asking people up front why they're doing what they're doing. And then obviously trying to keep someone honest to it, irrespective of what it is. If someone says, hey, I want to start an Instagram and I want to become Instagram famous because I want to look like I'm cool, so be it. You know, that's what they want to do. But at least have that understanding why you want to do what you want to do and then it, it drives everything else that's behind it. That's a hard one, you know, because um, I find lots of people have this issue. Like they feel, I always say to people, if you want to become famous, go to a reality TV show. <laughs> Don't go on Instagram. It's just quicker. Yeah. It's just quicker. You go on TV, you get a blue tick, it's fine. <laughs> you get money afterwards. It's great. It's a strategy. Yeah. Lots of people do that. And, you know, for example, let's say you're someone that wants to launch a business, but you want to do it as a personal brand. So you want to be famous in a way that you want to be famous for yourself. And yeah. then you want the business to sell. Those people go to The Apprentice, which I don't know if you have in your country, but I think you do. And it's like this program where you have entrepreneurs with a business mm -hmm. idea and then they get financed by a huge investor. And, and you know, that still is a strategy. Like Lots of people do that and that's fine. Uh, but also, can I just say, it is absolutely normal, guys, to feel crap about yourself when you are on Instagram because it's full of rubbish. Yep. It is. It is full of rubbish. And you know the reason why it's full of rubbish? Because it's a free platform. Yep. So anything free, it's just, uh, it's just the way it works. And also, it's really interesting to me because I was doing, um, I was doing a really, I was in radio a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and we talk about Instagram and the way uh, Instagram company um, talk about themselves yep. um, on media. And if you look into Instagram, um, the way they do their press, um, they never really share the bad side of internet. They always mm -hmm. say everything else around is rubbish, but if you come to Instagram, it's the happy place. Yeah. Everyone is super, everyone is perfect, everyone is nice, everything is polished, everything is pink, everything is like super filtered and super nice. And that's the visual side of it. But then, you know, for me, it's mind-blowing that there isn't a functionality, I think, to this day and age where Instagram algorithm tracks offense and mm -hmm. racism into your platform. Because 
people homophobic content homophobic people come to my content and they say whatever i got said that i need to get killed i got said also mm-hmm. and we can talk about haters as well in a second and you know I am a very strong personality and I have a very thick skin on these things. I take anything. Yep. I actually find it quite amusing when people come to my page and need mm. to kind of give me hate for the yep. day. I find it quite hilarious because then I reply by the right tone. And like, because my crazy marketing mind thinks another comment, another engagement doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, thinking exact, I'm, I'm thinking the exact same thing as you were saying. I'm going, well, if a guy's going to come and ramble, make it over five different comments because that increases the <laughs> engagement, right? The ball means, and then each one, I'm just going to go back and wind him up and let him come back because every single one yeah. helps, the, helps the, um, the algorithm. So funny. There was one on my, I think it was a month ago. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, oh, a very nice how posted something about uh, your personal life nobody cares about you and i was like you're right and you know what i actually have an affiliate program for if you feel like you're not uh you're not confident with yourself you're more than welcome to go on my story <laughs> 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 so if you feel like nobody cares about you there is actually a course for this so you could <laughs> actually swipe up and get the free trial <laughs> to help you <laughs> trying to close a, trying to close a sale yeah, it's kind of like taking it to the extreme, like I'm joking now. But, you know, yeah. I understand. And this is why I said earlier, um, I wish not, um, I, I feel really grateful that I didn't have social media mm. um, when I was growing up because I feel like now kids having such a tougher life compared to us in the past. Because, you know, it's the bullying side of it. It's you will go to school, somebody will bully you, but then you will go home and you will be loved and you will be fine. Yep. Now you go on Instagram and the bullies carry on. And mm. it's just and it follows and i think it's just like i feel like my for example a friend of mine she's a blogger and she's been doing it for 10 years so not two days she's been yep. doing it for 10 years so she started before everybody else started there was no social media at the time she started with a blog mm-hmm. where she talked about moms and how she uh, really find maternity not as pleasant as people say mm-hmm. uh, which is a great thing yep. and you know the, the brand that she developed uh, turn into this lifestyle brand about moms. But the great exciting thing about it is that she works with loads of companies that produce toys, but she never show her kid mm-hmm. ever. So everybody knows that she has a daughter. Yeah. Everybody knows that the daughter comes in the video, but she's always on her back, so you never see her. Mm-hmm. Or she will hear the voice, but you would not see the face or anything. And we did a podcast together, and I said, "You." Bo-, uh, she came on my podcast, and I said, mm-hmm. "You build." a brand for kids without showing yours. That's yeah. genius. <laughs> like, and this is, sh- this is coming back to the point, you don't need to show everything, yeah. right? And there is a very famous influencer in my country. She, she has a huge following, I think 17 million. Mm-hmm. And she shows so much about her kid, which it's her own choice. Um, but then I've been asked about it in a podcast. If you have a kid, would you show everything? And I said, I want my kid to have a childhood, which is normal. I don't want you to become a Truman Show. Mm-hmm. You remember, did you, if you remember Truman Show. Yeah, yeah totally. Movie, I, still, so, I, so I still watch relatable. it quite often. <laughs> so yeah, it, it is so relatable. So, it's so relatable to this day and age. And, you know, there was no social media at the time. But it's really crazy to me how, you know, a movie that was done well, 20 years ago maybe yeah, pretty much uh, it's so relatable to now and how really people are starting to get into this Truman show um rabbit Five. hole thing. Yep. crazy uh, yep. but yeah no it's really interesting 
Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely it's 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 such an interesting space. You know, everything we said in the last. I mean, it's been over half an hour already, thirty five minutes going in about the social media space and the following and t- um, which way you go down. You know, there's no right or wrong way. Or, no. or, or, or okay, there's a right way if you want to grow it successfully. Correct over a wrong way, but there's no right or wrong way how to use a social media platform. Just fundamentally, don't be an idiot, don't be a dick. And don't be fucking filled with hate. That's that's the only sort of shit. Leave that shit behind. Otherwise, you know, go out there and you know share what you want to share and say what you want to have a say on the platform. Um, but again, it's as we speak to different people and as I speak to different people on social media and like Joseph, everyone has their different ways and says of how to do it and so forth. And it's it's trying to find that you know what is the right way for yourself or what is the right way to follow and just fundamentally i think joseph said it um on a lot of his content before and on an article he just published that came out i think in september yeah it was on an online um, article about speak stay true to yourself about what you're doing you know don't don't give in to the pressures and so forth of everything else do you know what is what is really coming up for me on this conversation it's really about um have a double think when you post something and mm-hmm. think about how this message get received on the yep. other side. So if you are the user that is consuming your content, what would you like this user to think about you? What would you like this user to um, get away from your information? It's all about delivering in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like a very simple example. Um, in Europe at the moment, there is a huge case of coronavirus, right? Yep. So coronavirus is a huge problem. I am Italian. I am based. My family is based in Venice, which is one of the big biggest uh, region where mm-hmm. it's been affected at the moment the region is locked down you can go i can't see my family before i move to america mm-hmm. uh, because i can travel and the uk is really this next big thing at the moment because it's growing so quickly but what i'm coming from here it's people came to my instagram story and say you never talk about coronavirus yep. you never share anything about coronavirus um how can you not share anything that is so relatable you know what my answer was I was like, I am not skilled, yeah. educated, and knowledgeable enough to talk about something that is so, um, you know, uh, dangerous and such a big topic right now. I can mm-hmm. tell you my own experience, like the fact that I went to the supermarket, there was no soap. This is about, I can say. <laughs> and it's true, like, it's crazy. And, you know, but I think, I said to them, you know what, I really invite you, and this is what I think one people like me or you mm-hmm. work online, we have a responsibility of what we talk yep. about. I believe, I really truly believe. It doesn't matter if you have a following of 600 people or 60,000, mm-hmm. you still have a responsibility of the message that you're trying to, to, to send. And I said, you know, I am not, I don't think I said, um, I sent a DM and I said, I'm not the right person to talk about that because I don't have the right knowledge. However, I link you here, the website where you can get all the information that you need to really get all the knowledge that you deserve Mm -hmm. to have. And that doesn't have to come from an influencer. I'm sorry. Like we need to kind of think about and be realistic to ourselves. If I was a doctor, that's a different story, but I'm not. And you know, I know quite a lot about the coronavirus because I read quite a lot. I'm a very, I try to be a very informative person. I try to really read up. I read a lot in general, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't feel I have the knowledge uh, to the degree that I should to be talking about it. Yep. And this is the problem where people should stop sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't know anything about this. Why are you sharing this? You yep. are delivering. There isn't bad news as a fake news, mm-hmm. you know, okay. and, totally. and this is why I don't have Twitter. 
The, yeah. I actually don't have Twitter. And it, it's like, for me, everybody is entitled to their own opinion and it's fine. But we really need to think about who is reading our opinion sometimes. Because yeah. it's just really important to uh, be careful who you post because you don't know who you're going to offend. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And, you know, I live in a society right here where everyone is super keen to not be racist or be uh, homophobic or be uh, too political. And, you know, I have my own opinion about politics and stuff, but I don't think Instagram is the right place to share them because my audience probably come to me to get marketing tips, not really Mm -hmm. get political view. And, you know, it is a conflict because people Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, you're not being real if you don't share your opinion. I think the takeaway here, I am not being biased. Mm -hmm. I try to be very impartial, which when you have a community, you really want to be. Because you might have someone that follow you because they like what you do. But as soon as you say something political, you might offend yep. them. Yep. To- totally I mean? agree. To- totally agree. To- and I can definitely say from following your brand and everything else, it is- that is so true to yourself that it's you give quality and insights and it's never left way, right way, irrespective of what your opinion is on anything. It's, it's straight down the line, straight down the middle, which is great. I think, um, you know, as we just said before, we're going on 40 minutes deep diving into the Instagram and content world. And I think, bef- I think we'll end off there for um, for listeners today. But for, before we do that, because I know our listeners and go, geez, shit, that's a lot of content we get. We've got to work our way through is, Joseph, what is sort of one or two points you want to leave the audience with today to think about over the next few days? It doesn't have to be on the social media world. It can just be in life itself. What do you want to leave them with? So I think to really link to what we discussed today, I think the whole point is um, really define your purpose when you mm-hmm. are thinking of um, creating content online. And that is related to either you want it to be personal or either yep. you want it to be business-based. Business so think about your purpose, where this is going, and think about the way you are delivering your message and also have a double thought uh, on how your users are going to get that message. And mm. there is the way, I think the biggest takeaway here to make it easier is think about the language of your audience and speak to them in the language they would like to be spoken to. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's a great point of making sure you're paying attention to what they want to receive and give them that actually what they need, not what you you perceive they need. And it's a mistake a lot of people make these days. But uh, before we get to the end, Joseph, as always, I ask, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media and your handles, please? Yeah. So you can find me at Joseph Rebelli on Instagram. So my name is J-O-S-E-P-H-R-U-B-E-L-L-I. And it would be on the description box, I'm assuming. Yep. And then you can find my podcast, A Capo Joe Podcast, on Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can find me on YouTube over on A Capo Joe TV. So if you are someone interested in marketing and branding, the podcast is the right place for you, as I have lots of guests sharing knowledge and wisdom. If you are interested on social media and you want to leverage your brand and business align, this is why you need to go on YouTube, because this is where I teach social media and I dive into each and every platform and how you can use it strategically. So this is where you can find me. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Joseph. And to everyone else uh, that came to the show today, um, I hope you enjoyed the audio podcast of the YouTube series. And as I always say through every episode, and it's not just to repeat myself, but it's to prove it, just to put it out there. So I never charge anything. I never ask anything. But it just if you took something away from today's episode, that it was insightful to your brand, to what you're trying to achieve, 
go and tell someone else and say, come on over, come and listen to the top entrepreneurs in the game, giving away their trade secrets and telling you what you can do to improve yourself, your life and what you're trying to achieve. But at the end of the day, have a beautiful and powerful day and we'll chat to you later.